I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there. Um, I'm glad to see my family here, uh, friends, uh, my pastors, um, and my brother, Chief Bro George, Cody, good inspiration to me, neighboring reserve. Um, it's good to have a, a spirit-filled chief as your neighbor as well. I was, tell, I, was tell, I was telling myself I wasn't going to be nervous, and the closer it's getting, you're getting, you know, and your stomach's feeling weaker, and you're getting more <laughs> butterflies, and legs are shaking. And then I remember uh, bro, uh, uh, Stefan Bimack, I seen him at the, at the restaurant with his pastor the other day, and he said, someone told me before, like when he was speaking, as long as you tell the truth, you won't be nervous, so I'll try not to lie. A couple things I love is I love playing chess. Any chess players, I'll take you on any time. I love playing guitar. Um, it's a passion of mine, uh, playing for the Lord. And I love my family. My mother was making me laugh because she said on the radio, it said that um, one of the speakers tonight is uh, Chef Rodney Brass. <laughs> but I am a chef also, so, so they weren't lying. Um, I was actually preparing, I, I didn't really know the, 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 the time frame, and I met with uh, Randy, and he told me it was 20 minutes, so I was going to actually tell you right from when I was a newborn baby, I was going to start, but I cut it off, and I'm going to start when I was a teen, okay? <laughs> Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 30 says, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Um, let me teach you to learn of him because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for your yoke is easy to bear for his for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light and that was the verse that I just spoke to my heart um, as a new believer and even after learning more about Christ I'm going to share something here it might sound funny but it's true it goes back to I was a teenager, about 16 years old. And this, is why, this is why you never disclude anybody's dreams or no matter what you're going through in life or what they're going through. I was 16 years old and we were having what you call a, a session. <laughs> we're hanging around, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my one cousin, he was trying to be intellectual all of a sudden. And, you know, and he's, I just don't want to exist in life, he said. And he said, uh... Like, what do you guys want to do with your life? And, and it's going around, and then all of a sudden I'm kind of like, you know, and I'm like, I want to be a chief. <laughs> and I said that like at 16 while we're, and all of a sudden my bro Kelly, he's in Manitoba now, and he's a good bro, but like back you up no matter what any situation. He's, I can see you being a chief, bro. <laughs> you know, so there was a seed, there was something back then already but, but it came with a lot of struggles in life. Like I said, um, I, I, was, I was cruising around with uh, First Nation people. We like to say cousin lots because they're like your brothers. I was cruising around with a cousin again. <laughs> and I started counting how many different, different homes I was, I was in, just living here, living there, living there. And it was about nearly 30 homes, maybe about 28 or 29 homes whether it was for three weeks, three months, four months, um, Coda Reserve, Key Reserve, Keezakus, Regina, uh, Saskatoon, even a place called Ministic went up north for, for a couple months. 
But anyway, through all of it, you kind of uh, built up this uh, thing. You start building walls, right? You start building up like... I didn't realize, like, I wasn't an expert in counseling or nothing. It was kind of like abandonment issues, I guess. Things like that, dealing with that, becoming resentful. And I remember I remember kind of um, trying to clue, like, like, put things together, like, in life. And I always felt this tugging, there's more, there's more. I remember when I was 18, and my brother, he's... Like, like, like he, he was one of my heroes growing up, but he, he, he was a rough guy, and he, he ended up in, in, in the pen for, for, Ricky and I know him for about eight years, George knows him, and anyways, I remember when I turned 18, and he seen me, bro, go apply for welfare, man, you'll get a check maybe tomorrow, <laughs> you know, like, these are kind of like the role models I had, <laughs> but, but, they, but they've been well, hey, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so, so the thing is, uh, I was telling Randy, so I lived like that, and, and it was kind of like month to month, just feeling empty, feeling knowing there was more to life. And, and, I, and I, remember, I remember being in the backyard, just, just wanting to end it all, just, just kind of like tired, feeling aimless, feeling hopeless. Um, but there was something inside just, you know, to just keep going. I, I, I don't know where it came from. But I thank God for prayer. I thank God for a pray, praying mother. My mother is here right now, Shirley. She's in the back. Uh, beautiful woman, loves Jesus. Um, she, she, had her, she had her struggles growing up as well. She had her struggles mothering us. But, but God brought us together, and we both love the Lord. It's, it's full reconciliation. Like an awesome uh, grandmother to my children. Um, and the thing is, and I remember I just said, like, just plain, it wasn't no professional prayer, nothing. I didn't really know prayer. I remember one time cruising with, uh, see Brother Jeff there? He's a heck of a good brother. He's a good brother. And I was cruising with him, and we weren't, we weren't brothers in the Lord yet. We were, we were both uh, up to no good. And, and, and we, were, we were coming back. Uh, from we were doing a taking the camp equipment out to the camp for the for the friendship center kids, and all of a sudden, uh, and here I am again doing my thing, grinding up, you know, and 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 I remember all of a sudden we started talking about prayer, and I was asking Jeff like, "Do you pray, bro?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I said, "Who do you pray to?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I asked him like, "You, you pray to Mary or like, like we didn't like that's how blind I was to like really didn't know and but searching." And here, three months or four months after that, Brother Jeff gave his life to Jesus. And a couple months after that, I gave my life to Jesus. Like, God had it worked out. Um, so here I'm in the back backyard of my, my, my uh, cousin, another cousin's yard. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I said, man, God, if you're real, I just, I need something in life. I, I don't know what to do. And I remember feeling inside, I don't want to die. I feel I feel like living. I feel there's hope. I feel I have a purpose. It just wasn't unleashed yet at that time. And and I remember all of a sudden, I walked into a place called the Grace of Remission. And I remember I seen uh, Brother Jeff there. He got saved before I did. I remember a couple months. And I seen there's only about maybe four people in there. But like what was in there was genuine. It was authentic. It was real. And I seen these guys and they're like this. And I remember I was wanting to do that bad. Like I just, just you know, but I wouldn't just kind of like being rebellious. And, and what I liked is Rick offered coffee. So I was drinking coffee thinking this is cool listening to Rick sing and, and speak. And, 
And so he had that Sunday night. He invited me back Monday night, and that's when I received Christ. And I remember it was the same brothers that were there, a couple more people. Uh, Sister Lucy, Pastor Lucy was there. And again, they were raising their hands. And I wasn't like all out like the Superman, you know, like that or anything. I was more or less kind of getting brave, and it looked like I was holding a baby, kind of like that, you know. <laughs> but, but it was a start, hey, and I was just, and I was just feeling like this, this release. And God, I, I knew I was different. Um, I guess that's what they call being born again. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, God is good. <laughs> Be calling me a crying politician here. <laughs> but, but anyways, um, we, we, we definitely defeated the odds in our family to even have, consider a chief. To, to, to lead a First Nation. To, like, if you knew me, that's why I laughed in my, my, my phone interview with Randy when he asked, would people think, if you knew me even 13, 14 years ago, there's no way you would look at him and say, he is going to be a chief of a First Nation one day. Um, I remember 14 years ago, 13 years ago, I was, I was trying to fight Christians. I was trying to, like, but, but God came into my life. Um, my dad, he, he passed away when I was young. And I remember, I remember like always thinking, man, I, I wish he was here. I wish, I wish he can see my kids, my wife, to see what I've become. Just, just to tell him that, that we defeated the odds. <clears throat> The Bible says, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I was burdened down. It was heavy. It was a heavy life. That's why I said, no matter what people are going through in life, I remember Pastor Rick, when he was talking to me, and he was saying, you know when you see somebody that are really, really addicted, and, and, and you see them with, 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 you know, under the weather, as he would always say, that's their way of saying help. And I know that now. There's always hope. There's always a seed there. Like I said, when we were passing that around, and I said, I'm going to be, I want to be chief of my reserve. God put a seed there, and it was unleashed. I'm going to sound really supernatural now. Uh, it was about 1.30 in the morning. I was laying in bed, and all of a sudden, I just woke up. Like something woke up, woke me up, and it was very peaceful, and it was run for chief on your first nation and the thing is it was very fearful because at nominations after we were nominated there were three of us who were nominated and all the rest of the council candidates swarmed the other guys and I was kind of standing there <laughs> standing there alone looking again like like the odds were against me and then pastor allen came and stood by me brother jamie came and stood by me different brothers and and the thing was when i started traveling um, God told me I was going to be chief. It's almost like I didn't even have to hit the road. I, I remember, I remember at a Bible study during Cody First Nations campaign, a couple months before ours, we were at a Bible study, and J Brother George is sitting there, and I said, "Bro, you're not campaigning." He said, "No, the Lord just told me to be still," and he was elected for chief. So anyways, after my, my, um, my encounter with the Lord and, 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 and 
and everything that 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 um, came with it, I guess slowly. I said, Lord, I want to give back. How do I give back? And of course, I was being real zealous and being real bold and, and bugging my family, and then they didn't want nothing to do with me, calling me the reverend and priest, like all this and that. But I just wanted them to feel what I was feeling, right? And then the Lord eventually gave me wisdom. And So anyways, I became an addiction counselor. And I said, Lord, as an addiction counselor, I said, how'd that ever happen? I remember I used to sit on, on, on this side, as a client, sitting in front of addiction counselors, needing to get my license back or court ordered or whatever reason. But God says, no, you're going to be on this side of the table. You're going to be an addiction counselor. And I start pouring out into people's lives. And I just want to introduce you to George Gardepi, this, this fellow right here next to, to Pastor Rick. He was my very first client in Cowes' First Nation. And he, he's going to have his seventh, his seventh year uh, sobriety birthday coming up in a couple months. Um, I, remember, I, remember, I remember when George got out of uh, treatment, I picked him up. And, and I, I didn't, we didn't really know what to do. We made a plan. So I told him, yeah, I'm going to bring somebody home for a couple of days. <laughs> and he ended end up staying for about, what, two months, month and a half, two months. <laughs> And my family loved him, my kids loved him, and he received Christ also at the mission. Amen. God is, and he's still a good friend. He's a brother in the Lord. He, he wasn't just, just a client. Um, and then anyways, and then I, I became a bank counselor. And again, I, I shared how, how God felt that he needed me to be chief of our First Nation. It's very challenging at times. There's a lot of um, um, different battles that we face but I, but I always, every drive I take out to the reserve, I'm always praying for our First Nation. I'm praying, I'm praying that God will open the door, that I won't just be any kind of chief, but a chief that can offer hope, can offer them Christ, can, can, can offer them an encouraging word. I remember uh, this one band member said, I really need this, I really need this bad. I said, would you be interested in, in receiving Christ? Would you be interested in going to treatment? Like, things like that. And they said they never, ever heard a chief offer them that kind of stuff. But, it, but it's, it's the Holy Spirit. Okay, I got four more minutes. <laughs> kind of racing and wasting most of it, crying and everything. Sorry, sorry. So here I'm at the mission, and uh, and uh Randy King, he made me laugh yesterday when he when he said, uh, "So, so, so, Rick's your uh, your your, your father-in-law." And I, I said, "Yes." And I and he said, "Were you married to this girl before you were born again?" I said, "No." After, oh, kind of like a bonus, he said. <laughs> so, I, so that's my beautiful wife Leah right there, most beautifulest woman in the building, and my son Trey, my daughter Taya. I'm blessed that that they haven't seen me drink. Or, you know, <laughs> what I used to love, <laughs> like uh, pills, everything. I'm telling you, it, it wasn't easy. Even now, chiefing ain't easy. But with God in my corner, all things are possible. We all know. That's what I'm telling you. You have family that, that you're working on or that, like, especially for the parents out there. You have children out there that may seem like they're, like they're far from, you know, anything to do with the house of God or, or Jesus or anything like that. Always remember there's hope. Keep speaking uh, uh, seeds into them. Build them up. Edify them. I remember uh, my mother, um, she would never 
preach to me. She'd never knock me down, but she'd always have her door open to me, and I knew she was always praying. And and she was with me right at the polls when I got elected chief. And, you know, I'm, that's my oldest sister to Anita. Um, she loves Jesus. My oldest brother, uh, Mike, received the Lord. I still have a couple of brothers and a, and a, and a sister. Um, I know they're going to come to know Jesus pretty soon. Um, so anyways, I just want to close with this. No matter how the odds look in life, no matter what you're going through, like I said, with me, I'm kind of like on this raft on the river, and I don't know if it's going left, right, but I just know God is in control. No matter what the odds are, remember that, that with Christ, all things are possible. Um, Leonard is here. He was like a dad to me. Right there, Leonard, you want to just wave at everyone? Leonard Cashane, he was also a chief of Kizaku's First Nation. He played a big role in my life, uh, put me under his wing, taught me a lot of things. And, and, and he was a believer in Christ also. And it's it just, it just awesome to have an awesome family of God. Again, then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. There's a version that says lowly. And to me, Christ will meet you no matter where you are in life. He'll meet you in any condition that we are. Um, like, like it, it doesn't matter what we've been through or where we feel we are. Like I said, I was going to end it all. I'm just calling a spade a spade here. I was in the backyard of my cousin's house, and I, I just didn't know what to do no more. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to turn. And I just said, God, I said, if you're real, I need you. And he, and he said... I'm not only going to save you, I'm not only going to restore your relationships, I'm not only going to um, set you free, but I'm going to make you a chief of your first nation. And only God can do that. So, so um, again, I invite you all to come up for prayer and uh, receive Christ, uh, receive the hope of glory when they do open for prayer. And with that, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I'd still keep going if I... If I Started from when I was a baby, but <laughs> God bless you.